Okay, good afternoon, evening, everybody. Today's daf or tomorrow's daf is Gittin daf mem gimel. We are holding on daf mem beis on beis. We are about five lines from the bottom of the page at e bayeluhu. Today's share is sponsored by Doctor David Landerer in honor of his wife and children. Let me just check if we have any more sponsors today. Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, uh, we thank him very, very much for the continued sponsorship of our Dafyomi Shir. So what we're going to discuss today is the following. The Gemara is going to t- discuss what happens if you sell an Eved, but only for the rights to collect his Knas, should he get gored by an ox and killed in that way. So is that a valid sale? Meaning that you're not selling the Eved for anything else. All he's getting, all the person who's buying it is, should, in the event that the Eved gets gored by an ox and is killed, should that, that that buyer will get the Shloshim Shaikel. So is that considered a reasonable sale? We're going to relate this to the issue of uh, being Mocher uh, Dover Shalobaliolam. Then the Gemara is going to discuss if a Chati Eved and Chati Ben Chorin is Mekadesh and Isha is the Kiddushin Chal when it's done by Chati Eved, Chati Ben Chorin. Then uh, halfway through Amadal, the Gemara is going to switch from a Chati Eved, Chati Ben Chorin to Kiddushin on a Chati Shivcha, Chati Bas Chorin. Kiddushin work on a Chatsi Shivcha Chatsi Baschorin. And uh, it's going to spend a good deal of time talking about that. That's going to lead us all the way to the Mishnah on the middle of Ahmed Bey's, the discussion on Chatsi Shivcha Chatsi Baschorin. Then the Mishnah on Ahmed Bey's is going to talk about if you sell your Eved to a Nachri or to Chutzla Aretz, where you're costing the Eved the opportunity to do mitzvahs. You sell him to a Nachri, so obviously he has a new master that's going to have certain demands on him that will not allow him to do mitzvahs, you sell him to chutzlars, he's going to be missing out on all of the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael. So what sort of knas do we put in place on a master who decides to sell his Eved into such a predicament, into such a situation? So let's begin. Daf mem beis on beis, five lines on the bottom of the page. Say yibayilu, Eved shemachar rabbi leknas, machar o'eno machar. If a master sells his Eved in the, the, uh, only for the sake of knas, then in the event that an ox cores the Eved, the buyer is going to collect the kanas, but as far as every other right that the master has in the event, that is not being sold. So do we assume that the sale is valid, or that the sale is not valid, because the kanas isn't here yet, and a person cannot sell that which is lo baliolam. So uh, when, in the event that it ever does happen, the kanas will actually go to the adon and not to the event. Now Tosas writes that the mechira, the mechira of the kanas alone, even according to Rabbi Meir, who holds that you could normally sell something that's lo baliolam, it would not be a valid mechira because that's uh, not even necessarily something that's going to happen at all. Meaning it's not even lo bali olam, it's something that may never be bali olam. So that it's not really the shaila the Gemara Tosa says. The shaila the Gemara is not, can you sell the knas that the Evan is going to receive or that the master of this Evan is going to receive? That for sure he can't do. The subject of the Gemara is can you sell the Evan vis-a-vis the knas that will be forthcoming? Meaning to sell directly the knas, that for sure is no good, but to sell the rights in the Eved, so you're selling the Eved, but only insofar as the as, as its Kanas payments are going to be concerned, that's the Shaila in the Gemara. The Ritva says that the suffix of the Gemara is whether you sell the Kanas or whether you sell the Eved Lik Either way, 
it's going to be subject to the, shayla, the same shayla of the uh, of the Gemara. So anyway, however you understand the shayla, whether you understand like Tosfos, that the Gemara's whole shayla is that you sell the Evid vis-a-vis the Kenas, or whether you hold like the Ritva, that it could even be talking about where you sell the Kenas itself, shayla is, is it a valid sale or not? So says Gemara, the Gemara understands that our minds immediately will go to being Mocha Dabr which is a Machlokas Rameir and the Rabbanan. So says Gemara, no, this is going to be a shayla, whether you normally assume like Rabbi Meir that a person can be makna davar shalom or whether you assume like the Chum that a person cannot be makna davar shalom baliyolam. Tibayil you can ask the shayla within the Rameir because on the one hand the person is makna davar shalom so maybe over here it should work, but on the other hand, kan lo kamer Rabbi Meir. Maybe even a mayor who allows being maybe that's only when it comes to payrolls of a dekel where those payrolls are ultimately going to be bali olam aval hacha. But when you're selling your evet for knas mi yemer demigno who's who demingach who says that the evet is ever going to be gored by an ox right? How common are ox gorings? I imagine in ancient times more common than they are today, but still how common are ox scorings is that you know it could have been like one of the top five leading causes of death even in uh, in, in in Babylonian times so uh, it could be that it's never going to happen and even if it's going to happen how do you know that the Balashar is going to pay even if it happens the Balashar may not even be required to pay because there's a uh, rule in Halacha so as long as the Balashar as soon as you approach him and you say did your ox gore my heaven and kill him and he says yeah, Amoda, that happened. That's it. He gets off the hook. He's not going to have to pay anyway. So you really don't know that this payment's ever going to come into, come to fruition. Viti But we also have a suffix, even according to the Chacham, that you're not, never able to be makna davar shalom Maybe ad kan lo kam the makna davar shalom v'yolam ela kigon peros dekel, the hashtami alesnehu. Maybe that's only as far as something like peros dekel, which right now the peros do not exist. Avol hacha, but over here, haka ishar, it's not that there's something that doesn't exist. The shore exists. The Eved exists. They just haven't met each other yet. The the shore's horns just hasn't met the Eved yet at this point. So my so maybe the Chum will be moted that that's called something that is Bali Olam. So the uh, Shaila is still going to uh, is still going to stand. Now the Ritva points out that uh, we 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 said that, uh, that even within Rameir is only by the Peros Dekel that are Avidi. Um, now, the, the Ritva points out that according to our mayor, a person could be Makadesh Anachris Likeshetis Gayer, even though that's not Avidi Da'asu. I mean, if a man goes over to a non Jewish woman and he says, after your Gayrus is, uh, is complete. So uh, so that's not Avidi Da'asu. Um, and yet, Rameir still holds it's included in uh, the, the, uh, the, the ability to make a transaction. Action relating to Davar Shalom So the Ritva writes that uh, that that the Iker Hadavar that is is not a Vidi Daasi. It's just that it can't be that it's Loa Vidi Daasi. Um, so, uh, so that could just as easily never happen over there. It's not Avid Daasi. I mean, it's just not so common that it would come, but it's not in the negative that it's that it's Dafka something that's Loa Vidi Daasi. Meaning the Ritva basically makes three levels. There are things that are very that 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 are natural 
natural to come, like fruits growing on a tree. There are things that are totally out of the realm of even a thought process that it would happen, like an Evid being gored. And then there's someone in the process of Gerus where, uh, you know, it, it hasn't happened yet. It's not a natural process, but it's something that very likely will uh, will happen. Anyway, so that's the comment of the uh, the Ritva. The Rashba raises an important question over here. The Rashba uh, points out that who cares that uh, the Shor and the Evid, the Gemara said within the sheet of the Rabbanan who, that you can't be Makhnadav Shalom maybe this case is different because both the Shar and the Eved are already in the Olam. So the Rashba asks, who, who cares that the Shar and the Eved are already in the Olam? The Knas is not in the Olam and the, the, the sale is on the Knas. There are a lot of times that the Gemara talks about Dover Shalom even though the physical object is in the Olam. Like uh, even Peros Dekel, the Dekel is in the Olam. It's just that the Peros is not in the Olam and yet it's still considered a Dover Shalom. Or you sell a field that's, 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 uh, that's not yours yet, but you plan on buying later on. So the field is in the Olam. It's just that the ownership that you have on the field is not in the Olam. So why would, uh, why would this be considered any different? So the Rashford writes that what we mean to say over here is that since the Shor and the Eved are right here, you're selling the Eved that it should be yours starting from right now, in the Kanas. Meaning that's considered to be more present because, again, like Tosl said, you're not selling the Knas. You're selling the Evet as far as there's rights to the Knas. And even that which is going to cause the rights to the Knas is right here in the uh, in the Olam. The other Ha'ara to make over here is that Reb Chaim, in Chidusha Ben Chaim Alevi, in Mechira Perachav Gimel, discusses whether this mechira is uh, it, it makes the lokech the bailim lagabe the knas and therefore the chiv goes to him or it's just that he's zochet tachas the adon but the adon is the one that the ikr chiv goes through meaning when you sell the rights to the knas to somebody else let's assume for a moment like the tzad that it works so what does it mean that it works does it mean that now when an evid when an ox scores this evid the payment goes directly directly to the fellow who bought the rights to it or no you have to give uh, uh, the owner of the ox has to give the money to the owner of the evid the owner of the evid is still the original owner of the evid it's just that the owner of the evid will now be responsible to turn over that money to the fellow who bought the rights to the uh, to, to the money so that's a suffix that Rebchaim has in the sefer so now the Gemara brings a, a brisa to perhaps be poshate the suffix when it comes to an evid of a kohen eating truma the Torah tells us that an Evet who is a Kenyan Kaspo uh, or a Yelid Bayis, meaning someone who's owned by a Kohen, whether it be that he was born into that Avdus of the Kohen's family or whether it be that he was purchased by the Kohen to be an Evet uh, to that Kohen's family, in either case, the Evet of a Kohen is allowed to eat Truma. So the Yelid Bayis Matam why does the Pasuk have to tell me that if he was born into Avdus in the Kohen's family, that he gets to eat Truma? Because after all, if someone with the Kohen purchased as an Evid is allowed to eat Truma, then Kalvachomer, someone who was born into the Avdus, should be allowed to eat uh, Truma. So it says, if I would have learned Yelid Bayis from a Kalvachomer from Kinyan Kesef, Hayis Yomer, Ma Kinyan Kesef, Sheesh Poshava Kesef, Ochel, Afilid Bayis, Sheesh Poshava 
kesef ochel. I would say, well, you know, kinyan kesef you only have if the guy is actually worth a shava kesef. He's worth a shava pruta some amount of money. So therefore, I might think that even a kohen born into, even an evid rather born into a kohen's family should only be able to eat truma if he's worth something. How do I know that even if he's worthless as an evid, he's not worth a, a, a penny that he could still eat the truma? Because the pasuk says yilid bias. So even with the phrase yilid bias, I might still say yilid bias. I might see that I might say that the criteria for someone who's born into avdus to eat truma would be different than the criteria for someone who was bought into the avdus of a kohen. I might assume that someone who's born into the avdus of a kohen can eat truma whether he's worth a shavuot or whether he's not worth a shavuot. But someone who is bought into the avdus of a kohen can only eat truma if he still has kinyan kasev if he still has some value. So tabadomar kinyan kaspov yilid beso. That's why the Torah gives us both of those phrases in close proximity to each other to make a hekish. That That just like Yilid Bayis eats Truma, even though he's worthless, so too so an Eva that was purchased by a Kohen, even though he's currently worthless, still gets to eat Truma. So based on that, we could be poshed our suffix. The Isal this brisa, this whole discussion of the brisa, presupposes the possibility that there could be an eved that is worthless. Well, the, if the halacha is that you're able to sell an eved for the knas payment that he's going to get, should he get gored, you'd imagine you could charge a shavapruta for that. That would mean your eved could be, uh, you know, n- n- unable to do any work. He could be, he could be absolutely almost worthless, and he'd, you'd still, he'd still be worth a shavapruta. Because you could just sell him for the knas shabot. So if it were possible to sell an eved for the uh, for the rights to the knas, then there's no such thing as a worthless eved. And yet this brisa presupposes that there is such a thing as a worthless eved. So this brisa seems to be a raya that you're not able to sell your eved for the uh, for for the knas payment that you would hope to collect. Now Tulsa raises the question: even if he cannot be sold for the knas, he could be sold entirely. So it has nothing to do with uh, whether you could sell him for just the knas rights. Meaning, let, uh, among, if you sell the evidence entirely and he's worthless, so whoever buys him for sure gets the rights to the knas. So uh, why don't we just say that? How's this a raya to the to the shaila about whether you could sell an evidence just for the knas? It's it's really a kasha in general. How could the Eved ever be worthless? No Eved should ever be worthless because you could always sell an Eved and even if the buyer is getting nothing but the rights to, the, to charge for the Kanas, but it's uh, but, it, but but your the, the sale would still be a binding sale when you sell the Eved entirely. So Tos says that no, um, no one would want to buy the Eved outright if his only value is the is the potential to uh, to collect a Kanas payment. I mean, you have to be nuts to buy such an Eved because you got to support him. you got to give him a place to sleep. You gotta, so you're going to have this Evid hanging around your house that's literally good for nothing except for if he, you're lucky enough that an ox gores him and kills him? I mean, that's crazy. So no one would ever buy, would ever pay good money for an Evid like that. But what someone might pay for is the knas rights of such an Evid. So I'll tell the current Adon, you keep him, but any knas rights come to me. And for that, I'll pay you a nickel, right? Meaning that might be a worthwhile investment. So that's the Gemara's Raya. So says Gemara, 
that not every Eved is, is eligible for Kanas. In Ika Eved Trefa, what if an Eved is already a Trefa? So the halach is that a Trefa doesn't uh, collect Kanas. So there is such a thing as a worthless Eved if he's an Eved Trefa. I have a Chazi Lamekim Kameh, but even an Eved Trefa, you could at least, you know, have him do some very minor uh, work around the house. Maybe he can't do heavy lifting or whatever, but there's got to be some menial task that you can give. Even an Eved Trefa, just have him around in case, uh, you know, you want some to get you a coffee or something. So it says, No, he's someone who's so gross that you don't want to have him around at all, that you're frightened of him because he's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a mukashchid. Mukashchid, I think, doesn't just mean that he looks bad. I think it was a contagious uh, uh, disease. So you didn't want uh, people who were contagious uh, around you. I think that was the assumption. That it's not just that you don't want to look at the person, that you don't want to get anywhere near the person, although there's probably some of that also, meaning sometimes when a person is hard to look at, it could be that you just don't want to have that person around uh, all the time. Um, so uh, I was just, uh, someone told me the story, that Rebetzin Trank told the story about Rabbi Trank that uh, he went to get his car fixed at the mechanic and there was a truck a truck driver who used to bring his truck in there all the time. And the guy was a boulevard of a guy, tattoos all over the place. And it was in a from community. So all the from people, like they, they would take two steps back every time this mechanic would come into, this uh, truck driver would come to get his truck fixed. No one would go anywhere near him. And Rabbi Trank, the colonel of Racha, walked into the, um, to, to the auto body shop. He saw this boulevard of a truck driver with his, you know, cut off uh, t-shirt and tattoos everywhere. And he runs over to him and he gives him a hug and he says, my brother! And he gives him a kiss. And everyone said to him, do you know this guy? He said, no, but you see, he's one of us. He has a chai necklace or he has a mug and uh, necklace or something like that. So no, no one even looked. They wouldn't even look at the guy to see. So there's some people that are hard to, uh, to, to look at, but, uh, but you know, then there are special people that can look at anybody. So anyway, so the Gemara raises a suffix now about a chati eved the chati ben chor. Oh, by the way, at the end of the day, the Gemara was never poshet this original suffix, right? The original suffix was, can you sell an eved vis-a-vis the rights to the kenas? So the Gemara never came to a conclusion. The Rambam in Perachav Gimel of Hilchus Mechir of Paskins, that if you sell an Eved the Knas, it's a Suffolk. Suffolk, whether he was Kona or not, and therefore the Lokeach is not Kona the Knas, but in Tafas, Ein Motzi in Miyado, meaning essentially, HaMotzi Mechaver Olav Haraya. So if the, uh, if the, if the buyer is Tofes the Knas, you can't sue him for it, but you can't get it, he won't be able to sue you for it to get it in the first place either, because it's HaMotzi Mechaver Olav Haraya. So now the Gemara raised another Shaila, Ibayilahu, Misha Chatziyavu V'chatzi Ben Chorn, Shkidish Vaschor Mahu. What if you have a Chatziyavu V'chatzi Ben Chorn, and he's Mekadish Anisha, um, uh, is the Kiddushin going to be Chal? So, so if you're going to say that uh, that a Ben Yisrael who tells a Bas Yisrael, I, I am being Makadish you to half of me, so uh, that that would work, so the, maybe the same would be true for a Chatzia of a Ben Chorin, that he could be Makadish Nisha to half of him. So says Gemara, now you can't learn from there, the Chatzia of the Kule, because at least in the case of a regular person, uh, she's way to be Makadish to his entire being, um, so uh, all he means to say is that, uh, that that he should be able to be able to, to marry another woman besides for her, but he's really being makadish uh, her for, to his entire being. But ha lo But when he's makadish a regular isha, the chazi eved shabo cannot be makadish this isha. She's not even rawoy to his entire being. And if you're going to tell me that a regular Jew who's a 
Makadesh Chatsi Isha is Eino Makadesh. That's because you can't be Makadesh Chatsi Isha. So therefore, maybe over here also, a chatzi, you can't have Kiddushin to a Chatsi Ish. No, also not a Raya. Maybe over there it's Eino Makadesh to Shir Bikinyano because he did not do the full Kinyan. He didn't uh, uh, He didn't do a Kiddushin on everything he could do a Kiddushin. He only was Makadesh half of the Isha. Whereas Vaheved lo Shir Bikinyano. But the Ebed over here was Makadesh the woman to all that he could. He was Makadish the woman to the maximum of his capacity. So maybe uh, that, that's not a chisaron. So my, so what's the hachra? How do we paskin? So says Mar Tashma, let's bring a raya. A shor gores and kills a person. So if he kills a ben chorin, the balashar has to pay the yorshim kofer, which is the value of the person of the of the victim. If it was an eved, so then it's shloshim shkolim that goes to the master. So we had said that heimis misha chetziyavid v'chetziyav ben chorin. Let's say a shor kills someone who's a chatzi yavid v'chatzi ben chorin. So no sin chatzi knas l'rabo v'chatzi kofer liorshav. You pay half of the knas to the uh, to, to the owner of the shor, and you pay half of the kofer to the yorshim of the uh, of the to, to the owner of the half of the knas to the owner of the eved, and half of the kofer to the yorshim of the eved. But v'yamid kiddushav lav kiddushin yorshim minale. But how does he have yorshim? In order to have yorshim, he needs to have children. How did this guy ever get children if he's a chatzi yavid chatzi ben Ooh, it must be that he's able to be Makadesh and Isha. So it must be that Chatziyav Chatzim Ben Chorin is able to be Makadesh and Isha. That's the Raya the Gemara has. Um, the Tosos points out that Lechora, this Raya is not understandable at all. Because even if the Kiddushin uh, is not a valid Kiddushin, it's possible to have children. Having children is a biological thing. It's not a halachic thing. Meaning not everybody has children in a way that, uh, you know, that uh, that, 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 that meets with Torah approval or rabbinic approval. It could be that he can't be Makadish Isha, he can't get married, but guess what? He has children anyway. So, okay, so he violated Navera. But once he has children, they are Yorishim, so you are able to have Yorishim. So, Tos explains that the Gemara's assumption is that if he's not a Bar Kiddushin um, in any which way, then there must be no Yichus to his children either, and they're not going to Yarshim him. Meaning, he can have biological children, but he cannot. Have children, he cannot have children that are going to yarshin him. That's how Tosos uh, understands over here. So anyway, so says Gemara, the Raya is not a good Raya anyway. We're not talking about that the guy died and the Yarshim are the ones that are receiving the Kofar. He's receiving the Kofar because the Shor made him into a Trefa. So the Bala Shor has to pay the Kofar but instead of paying it to his Yarshim, that's only if he's dead. He's still alive. It's just that he's a Trefa. So they pay it directly to him. So we don't have any Raya that he's able to have uh, to have Yarshim. Maybe they're just paying it directly to him. So Amarav says there's no way that's what we're talking about. Chado the Yarshav Katani, because first of all it says Yarshav. It doesn't say Lenafshe. It says Liyarshav. Va'od Koferhu. And furthermore, you don't pay Kofer to a living person. You only pay Kofer La'achamisa after he's already dead. So that can't be the uh, the situation. So uh, so, so Rava's Miyashev in a different way. Ella Amar Rava. Rava says, you don't have to say that the guy has Yarshav. When it says that you pay Chatzikofer Liyarshav, it means 
that 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 that's what by rights should be paid but, but the problem is he just doesn't have he doesn't have any yarshim and therefore they won't have to actually pay it but they, it, it would have been that they're way to uh, to take it so this suffix in the gemara is also not nifshat right we raised this uh, this suffix can you be makadesh can a be makadesh an isha lechatzio so the gemara never resolves this suffix the rabbi in the fourth part of the Isha's Paskins, that Kiddushay Chatziyav and Chatzi Ben Chorin is Kiddushay Safek, right? Which makes sense because the Gemara was never poshate this Safek. Now, the Abne Miluim in the Chuvas in the end of the Sefer in Simul Ches raises the question, Mainafkamina, with the fact that it's Ra'ui Lital, meaning according to this Ella Amarava, that the Chatzi Kofer is something that's Ra'ui Lital, it's just that no one's ever actually going to collect it. Who cares that it's Ra'ui Lital? I mean, it's not. Practically nothing's happening. So in the Amude Ari has a brilliant Nafkamina. He says Nafkamina is that the Evid is not going to be able to sue him for uh, for money because uh, since he's Chayv the Kofar, he's Pata from Damim. If he wasn't Chayv the Kofar, he could be Toveya him, the Dmeha Nagicha, so long as he's still alive. But since the guy's Chayv the Kofar, the Chayv Kofar Paters him from uh, from money. So uh, the guy actually is Chayv the Kofar, it's just that there's no one to pay the Kofar to. Okay, Amarava. Just like being a chati of a chati ben chorin, or just like someone who's makadesh half of an isha is ena makadeshes. If a woman is a chati of a chati ben and someone does kiddushin on her, since only half of her would be subject to that kiddushin, the kiddushin is not going to be chal. The Rabbi Rafuna says exactly like Rava. So I'm going to Chister. Chister said, Midami, how can you compare a case of being Makadesh Chati Isha to a case where you're Makadesh Chati Shivcha Chati Baskarin? Hasam, when you're Makadesh Chati Isha, Shir Bikinyanu, you were not Makadesh the maximum of what you could have been Makadesh within that Isha. And that's why it doesn't work. But Hachalo Shir Bikinyanu, but when you're Makadesh Chati Shivcha Chati Baskarin, you did your best. You were Makadesh as much as you could within that woman. So Hadan Ukum Rabbi Baravuna, Amora Alevidarash, Rabbi Ravuna later uh, changed his mind and he established a maturgaman in front of him like they used to have at the time of the drasha and he, he corrected himself and he said, you know, the Pasuk says, Vamachshela hazos tachas yadecha that we often find that in order for a person to accomplish a learning, he needs to stumble a little bit first. And therefore I stand corrected that even though if you're Makadish Chatsi Isha, and originally I stumbled and I made a mistake and I taught incorrectly and I said that if you're Makadish Chatsi Chatsi that it's Ainu Makadashas, the halacha is not that way. The halacha is that it is, uh, it is Makadashas. So uh, this idea that you need to be nichshal in Advar Lacha first in order to, to arrive at the MS is something that is uh, it's a truism, meaning it's, uh, it's, it might not only be related to Torah, this might just be related to intellectual accomplishment in general.
general that in order for someone to uh, to really understand something, there needs to be a certain struggle. There needs to be you know trying to figure it out and getting it wrong and then correcting it. That's what they uh, the poskim discuss. Maybe a mechaber of a sefer has a has, has an obligation to, uh, to to publish a madura basra because once he gets all the feedback and he realizes the mistakes that he made, so he has to uh, he has to correct all the mistakes because that and that's that will be his real learning is the the madura basra. Rav Tzadik writes in Sibka Tzadik um, that, uh, that 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 the you know he elaborates on on, on this gemara that uh, that that a lot of times when a person is nichshal in anything, I mean, he thinks it's not only in learning when you're nichshal in anything. A lot of times that, that that's a sign that you're primed to succeed in that area. That when you're nichshal in a particular area, you know the machlokas among the bali machshava. Rabbi Reisman likes to talk about this all the time. There's machlokas among the bali machshava, like when you're trying to work on something in where should you focus your energies? Should you focus your energies on that which is the greatest challenge to you? Or should you focus your energies on that which comes easiest to you? Meaning that which comes easiest to you, you're already pretty good at. So go from good to great. Meaning uh, you can you can easily become really great at something like that. Or should you, and, and things that you're not so good at, you're never going to be great at anyway. So sort of leave those aside for a while. Or should you focus your energies on after the things that you were nichshal in, the things that uh, you're not as good at? Because maybe that's HaKadosh Baruch way of telling you that that's where you have unique kochos, and that's why the Yitzhar has been working so hard in those uh, those areas. So Tzadik is in the second camp, uh, I believe, that you're supposed to focus on those things where you were nichshal, because that's how you're going to ultimately accomplish. So anyway, my taima, what's the reason for this halacha, that chetz shiv chetz baschorin, that the kiddushin works? Because hasam shir b'kinyano, hachalo shir b'kinyano. When you're mekadesh a chatzi isha, you aren't mekadesh everything that you could have been. But over here, you were mekadesh as much as you could of this isha. Rav Shesha says, like we originally thought, that no, it does not work. And someone's going to tell you that they're going to bring you a raya, they're going to say, oh, but aren't you familiar with the parsha in the Torah of Shivcha Harufa? That if you are, uh, that, that, that there's a concept of an isha that's a, a Shivcha that's Necharefes, where you have to bring Karban Asham if you're Boel, a Shivcha Harufa. So there's Machlokas Tanoim, what Shivcha Harufa means? Does it mean a full fledged Shivcha or does it mean a Chetzia Baschorin? And and uh, someone who's miuchedes to an eved ivri or to an eved kanani, depending on which type, definition of shivcha harufa. So if you assume ezui shivcha harufa zol shechetzi shivchetzi baschorin hamu urasa eved ivri that it's a chetzi shivchetzi baschorin that is designated for an eved ivri alma basi trusehi. But you see that she can have a kiddushin that she has erisin with the eved ivri. So Amarlo, you should tell the person no. You think that really means erisin? Kalach eitzal Rabbi Shmuel. Look at the other sheet of Shivcha Harufa. Shuomer B'Shivcha Kananis Amoras Alevit Ivri. He says that it's so bad as Shivcha Kananis that has Eresin with an Evit Ivri. B'Shivcha Kananis Basit Rusehi. You think that's real Eresin? A Shivcha Kananis has real Eresin with an Evit Ivri? Nah. Elamayasach Lameimar Maimu Uresas Miuchedes. When we define Shivcha Harufa as being Muresas to an Evit Ivri, we don't mean Muresas. We mean that she's designated for the Evit Ivri, but it's not a real Eresin. So within the sheet of Rabbi Akiva, 
Rabbanon says, It also doesn't mean real Eresin. It just means designated for the Avid Ivri. So we thought we had a Raya that from the fact that we talk about Mashivcha Harufa having Eresin, that a Chatsi Shivcha Chatsi Baschorin can have Eresin. So Gemara says, Not a Raya. It's not really talking about Eresin at all. So uh, another issue relating to Chatsi Shivcha Chatsi Baschorin. Let's say there are two brothers. Ruven does kiddushin on her. Then Ruven frees her, and then she goes and has kiddushin with Shimon, his brother, um, without getting divorced from Ruven. And then both Ruven and Shimon die, so she does yibum with Levi. And we don't say that she's married to two men at the same time where you're not subject to Yibum because the first half of her has Kiddushin to Ruvain. The other half of her, who's been freed, now has Kiddushin to Shimon. And Eshe uh, Shnei is only when uh, there's overlap. So, Manavshach, uh, Kiddushin to Ruvain Kiddushin. But over here, if the Kiddushin of Ruvain is a valid Kiddushin because you're able to have Kiddushin be toface on half of her, Kiddushin to Shimon, Lav Kiddushin. Then the Kiddushin on Shimon is not a Kiddushin because when she was freed, she became Ruvain's full-fledged wife. And if the Kiddushin of Shimon is a valid Kiddushin, that's only because Kiddushin to Ruvain Lav Kiddushin. Meaning, in this case, she, she wasn't married to both of them. She was only really married to one of them. We just don't know which one. If you could be Makadesh Chati Isha, so Ruvain was Makadesher, and then as soon as she was freed, the, the Kiddushin spread uh, to, 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 uh, to her entirely, and she was fully married to Ruvain. And if Ruvain's Kiddushin was not a valid Kiddushin, then when Shimon came along and was Makadesher, so that's when Shimon, uh, that, that's when she got married. So the Gemara discusses Vaiter regarding Shimon. Let's say she had Kiddushin with Ruvain, then she was freed, and then she had Kiddushin with Shimon. Rav Yosef Nachman Paku Kiddushin Rishon, that uh, when she was Nishtachrer, the Shikhr causes the Kiddushin of the first husband to go away. Because since she has gone through this change, she's like a Katan Shinolad, and only the second fellow's Kiddushin is going to be Chal. Rabbi Zera Amrav Nachman Gomru Kiddushin Rishon, that when she was freed, then it just completes the Kiddushin with the first guy. That Ruvain's Kiddushin now becomes complete on her on the entirety of her being, and therefore Shimon's Kiddushin is totally, totally invalid. So Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera says, I'll prove to you that I'm right, that it's Gomru Kiddushin Rishon, that she's now entirely married to Ruvain. Kavasi didi mistavrit. Because the Pasuk says, Loyumsu kilochu pasha. That someone who's Baal Shivchachrufa, who's a Chatz Shivchachatz Baschorin, is Loyumsu. He's not going to be Chayim Misa like someone who's Baal and Ish because kilochu pasha, that because she was not freed. So what does that tell you? Hachufsha, Yumasu. But it sounds like had she been freed, then she'd be fully married to this fellow, and therefore you would be Chayim Misa for Ish. So you see that Gomru Kiddushi Rishon. Some says back to Rabbi Zera, if you're going to be Medayik that, 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 according to the time of Rabbi Shmuel, that Shivcha Harufa is a reference to a full-fledged Shivcha Kananis, that has Erisin with an Evidivri, Hachanami de Kichupsha Yumasu. In such a case, does that mean that if she gets freed, then she becomes a full-fledged Eshash Ish? No, certainly not.
Certainly not. You can't say that Gomru Bakidushin after the Shikhr. She was never really his wife to begin with. So what, what do you think it means? It means that she was freed and then you did Kiddushin on her. So then uh, you, she's going to be a married woman. Then someone's going to be Chayim Misa. So uh, uh, over here also, where if we assume it means a Chatsi Shivcha, Chatsi Baschorin, the Diuk in the Pasuk is that Hachu Pasha, that had she been freed and the Chazav in Eskadja, and then got married, then you'd be Chayv Misa for being with her. So it's not a Raya at all. So now the Gemara brings a Misa relating to Chatsi Shivcha, Chatsi Baschorin. Amar Avun Bakatin, Amar Abiyitzk, Misa Bishachas, Chatsi Shivcha, Chatsi Baschorin. There was a woman who was a Chatsi Shivcha, Chatsi Baschorin, Vekafuas Rabbah Vaasa'a Baschorin, and they forced her master to make her a Baschorin entirely. Meaning, just like we have by a Chatsi Yavid, Chatsi Ben Chorin, then ultimately the Beis Hillel even agreed that you forced the master to free whatever uh, remaining ownership stake you have, so too by Chatsi Shivcha Chatsi Baschorin. So, Kiman, who are we assuming like that you're going to force the master to free whatever ownership stake he still has? Kravyochem and Broka, Da Amar al Shnehem, Huomer, Vayvarachasam Elukim, Vayomer, Puruvu Malu. That we're assuming like Shitra Rabyochem and Broka, that the mitzvah of Puruvu is for both man and woman. So, a woman is also Mitzvah in Puriyavaravia. So, since she would be, she, she be bottle from uh, Pruravu so long as she remains in this uh, uneven state, so we force the master to free her. Tulsa's raises the question um, that uh, e- even a, 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 regardless whether one is Shaykh and Pruravu, Tulsa's back on the mouth and Bez asks, she's for sure Chayiv and Lashevis Yitzara. Why don't we force him to free her on account of that, on Lashevis on Yitzara, even if you don't know like Rabbi Yochum and Broka? So Tulsa says that it could be that we're, we're going to free her and then she's not going to get married. Um, because if she's not Mitzvah and Puravu, there's nothing pushing her to get married. So I'm not going to force the master to free her and then watch as she doesn't get married and do what, what we had freed her in order to enable her to do. So Amr Nachem Yitzchak, Nachem Yitzchak rejects this and he says, no, lo, it's, uh, that's not why we force the master to free her, not because she has any Chiv and Puravu, but rather because Minak Hefker Na'aguba. It's because people are treating her like Hefker, they're treating her like a Zona. So since she has no one, no man in her life to be to and to guard her and to protect her from such things, so that's why we force the master to uh, to free her. Tulsus raises the question, but since when do we say that we're going to tell you to violate the Yisra of Lialamem Tavodu in order that uh, that she'll benefit uh, to, and stop uh, living life like a, like a, like a, like a zona? Um, but uh, so Tulsus uh, raises raises that that uh, that question, um, but uh, but apparently this is an exception to that rule. Okay. Now we move on to the new Mishnah. So says the Mishnah on Mem Gimelam Beis. Hamocher Abdullah of the Chavim. If a person sells his Eved to a non-Jew, Olu Chutzlaret, or he sells his Eved to go to go into Chutzlaret. So uh, we have to be Choshesh that the Lokeach uh, is going to take the, uh, the 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 Eved to wherever he lives, and he's going to be Mafkia the Eved from the Mitzvah. So Tulius Baaretz. So there's a Knas Midrabanon that Yotzeb Ben Chorin that the Eved um, goes goes free. He goes out of his Shibud, and the man Master um, is chayiv to make him a ben chorin. So Tanur Abavin, we have a price that elaborates. Hamocher Abdullah Chavim. If you sell your avid to Novik Chavim, Yatsa the Chavis. The avid goes goes free from his shibud, and uh, the the guy who bought him is not the guy who's poda him from that uh, new new owner is not allowed to be mishabed in the avid. V'tzarech get shikhr merav and you need to get shikhr from the original master. Amram Shmuel Bamed Varim Amurim Shalokasav Alav Ono. 
when do we say uh, that, that that's true? That's only if you didn't write Ono at the time of the Mechira to Anachri, you didn't write uh, a star that says a Mashmaus of Shikhrer um, and give that to the Evid. Aval, Kasavel of Ono, but if you wrote some sort of star that has a Mashmaus of Shikhrer and you handed that over with the Evid, Zehu Shikhrer, then that will count as the Get Shikhrer and you're not going to need any other star in order for him to be Mutter Bas Yisrael. My Ono, what is the Lashon of Ono? mean? What's the Lashon of Shikhar that's written in the Shtar that gives the Eved the ability to go free according to Rav Gamliel? So Rav Sheshesh that you write the following Lashon. If you manage to run away from your new master, then I will have no tainas in you. I have no uh, dealings with you whatsoever. So you're Masalik, your Shibud from the Eved. So that's the Mashmos of Lashon of Siluk Rishos of the original master. The Eved is therefore if gonna be Zokha Ba'atzmo after the, the master's mochel on that shibud, and therefore he's not going to require a further get shikhr. So Bazushem, where we're gonna pick up tomorrow is we're gonna discuss this uh, this concept of ono meaning that a lashon of shikhr where you're saying that I have nothing to do with you anymore. And we're going to the, bring a, a, a brisa and uh, that the, the the that elaborates on the kanas that the Kham make for uh, for selling an evet to a nachri or selling an evet into chutzla aretz. So by the tomorrow we'll pick up with tanu rabbanan. Everyone have a wonderful evening. Yeah,